This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my beautiful co-host and producer, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How are you doing today? <laughs> I am fan-terrific. Fan-terrific. Mm-hmm. I got that from one of our listeners. Tell me what that is. It means fantastic and terrific, all wrapped up in one. <laughs> that just happened. Goes the dynamite. It just happened. Awesome. Well, <laughs> we've got an amazing show lined up for you guys today. We've got a special guest. Very, very special guest. Yes. Very, very special to me. Mm-hmm. We've got my wife, Ann Stevenson, on the show today. <sighs> the crowd goes wild. And I've been getting a lot of requests, you know, out there on the interwebs about <laughs> doing a show and talking about some more strategies for family, in particular, like feeding a family, you know, yes. in a healthier fashion. And also the moms out there being able to just be able to take care of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, with all the stuff going on. And basically today it's kind of a situation where you have to be the Omega woman <laughs> and be able to do all these things simultaneously yeah. and look good while doing it, I'm in. you know, so it can be quite a bit. So going to be able to share some of these strategies that she has and also just kind of our relationship and how we work together. So it's going to be some good stuff for you guys. But first, let's give a shout out to our show sponsor, onit.com. Head over to onnit.com forward slash model for 10% off all of your health and human performance supplements. You already know we're huge fans of the Hemp Force Protein, the most bioavailable protein for the human body is going to be found in hemp, uniquely in hemp. Very interesting protein structures, edestin and also albumin, a very soft globular Protein easily digested by the human body versus chicken, <laughs> beef, you know, all these other things which are wonderful. We've got very, very long lineage of consuming these foods, but the reality is today we do oftentimes need a protein supplement, especially if we're going to be working out, especially if we want to keep our energy up because we're protein machines. You know, it's like the building block for so many different processes your brain function, the function of your gastrointestinal tract on and on and on protein is the deal so Mm -hmm. definitely the best source that you're going to find is going to be found in hemp so and not any hemp though let me make this clear if you go to the store right now and get oh sean said hemp protein and you get back and you throw a couple scoops of that and you're just having a drink it's like that tastes like ashtray ashes (laughs) i wonder what ashtray ashes taste like that's got to be it that must be it the other hemp proteins on the market are not that delicious hemp force is phenomenal tastes great and also obviously it's good for you also huge fans of the Shroom Tech, Shroom Tech Sport, the Earth Grown Nutrients, the Green Superfood Blend they have. They got so many amazing things. Head over there and check them out on it.com forward slash model. Now let's get into the iTunes review of the week. I'm excited about this one from hotbetterpop.com. <laughs> this is a five-star rate. I know. I want to go see what that's about. <laughs> Thank you for creating this amazing show. Sean and Jade, thank you both so much for creating this incredible space for sharing such valuable content. I feel like every episode speaks directly to me. I have experienced a huge positive shift in my health and my quality of life over the last couple of years, and I can attribute a large part of that to you both and the information you share. Words can't begin to describe my gratitude, and I hope that you continue sharing and loving this process. Hmm. Many, many thanks. P.S. Jade, you are my girl. You both have wonderful chemistry together, and it's an honor to have you both in my earbuds every week. That is incredible. <laughs> she said years. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your life and to be in your earbuds. <laughs> it means the world to me, and we promise we're going to keep on delivering the best of the best 
for you guys and it's only going to get better super excited what's coming up but first today we've got a phenomenal show yeah and i've got a very very special person i'd like to introduce to you guys Mm -hmm. she's actually on much earlier in our podcast journey and we did a show about uh, natural childbirth, mm-hmm. you know, which was great. It's one of my favorite shows. It is. My for sure. Favorite. And we got so many great messages about that and how helpful it was. But I'd like to welcome back to the Model Health Show, my the wife. Mom.com. <laughs> and Stevenson. How you doing today? Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. What's hi. up, baby? Pretty good. Pretty it's good. Okay. You don't got to act brand new. <laughs> uh, it's just different being on this other mm-hmm. side of the world. Yeah. yeah. Not so used to it. For people out there, you might not know this, but Anne actually handles a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. For the Model Health Show, she makes sure that it gets distributed to you guys every single week in the best form possible. She helped to really build the system, and she's super smart. She's insane. She's scary smart, actually. <laughs> and uh, it's just been a really great pleasure having her in my life and a privilege. And so, but what's more is uh, the behind the scenes for really real <laughs> of the Model Health Man. All together, yeah. not just this program. You know, the guy that we're seeing today has a lot to attribute to this sweetheart. For sure. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Man. So let's <laughs> let's go ahead and actually share a little bit of your background. And, you know, because you wouldn't be a part of this in the way that you are if you weren't passionate about health and also about helping people. So tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Where are you from? And also tell us how you got interested in health. All right. So I came from Kenya. I came here when I was 12 years old. And just typical teenage life that I had, except for the big thing of the culture shock that till today, you know, I still go through, you know, little pieces, not as much as in the beginning. Mm. And I had a conversation with my cousin some while back and, you know, he was saying, this is so true till today, every single day, there's just small things that just bring that culture shock out and you're just like amazed like whoa that's so different why didn't I learn this and that type of thing but typical teenage life that I experienced and obviously not really listening to my mom and going from culture shock to really embracing the American lifestyle especially the food Mm -hmm. and I used to I think when I could start driving and I was driving everywhere I think when I was 18 years old I would have mcdonald's probably like five days out the week like that's mm. all i would eat and what about the pizza can you order yourself a oh pizza by yourself and just watch a movie or something yes Pretty a regularly. pizza hut like i would order entire well my mom used to order that for me which is surprising to people but yeah. i think you know it was just kind of she was feeling bad for me you know i didn't have friends so it was just more on like oh poor girl so just go ahead and feed me pizza and she didn't know any better too as far as what was in it yeah but fast forward I think when I met you around that time was when I started to obviously after consuming so much fast so food. let's actually talk about when we met let's talk about that because that's kind of important and relevant so where did we meet <laughs> We met at our school, um, Seoul, the Where art university. The, We're at the gym. We met at the gym. The gym. It's actually, it can happen, <laughs> you know, and I got to jump in here because when I met her, so I was a strength and conditioning coach at the time, and this was about a year and a half after this kind of transformation happened with my own body and my health and recovering from this so-called incurable spinal condition. So I'm feeling incredible and I'm really trying to sort out what my mission is and I have this perspective that you know impossible things can happen 
And I wasn't looking for mates in the gym. You know, I wasn't looking around for somebody to hook up with. So I kind of just, I didn't really see her, you know, but I saw her. I noticed this girl kept coming in. She was consistent because you know, one of the things you notice if you work at a gym is people who are consistently coming. <laughs> she was over there and she was really doing her thing like on the treadmill. And she's got these long legs. I'm like, wow, she's really rolling. She's serious. <laughs> and she had that look in her eyes that I've come to know very closely. This like eye of the tigger, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not tiger. Well, sort of tiger. The eye of the tigger. <laughs> and she was just like really going for it. And so how do we end up talking? Oh, man. It's like one of those it's almost like a fairy tale in a weird way. You know, I was at the gym one day. No, first of all, I saw him the first time I went to the gym and he was training somebody. And I looked over and I told my friend, wow, you know, like, look at him. Like, I'm so going to get him, you know. And but it was in a joking way. I'm using the P. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyways, I told my friend, yeah, yeah, I'm so going to get him. Get but him then, for working out or for something else? <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. just but just being confident in that moment but you know i let it go and i just made sure it was pretty every time i went to the gym that's right this is new stuff to me guys i'm <laughs> loving this so anyways one day i remember clearly it was a saturday i was there training and my headphones fell on the floor and he came and picked them up. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, just trying to, you know, be a player type of thing. But he was just generally being nice. And he was like, here you go. And asked me what my name was. And the next question, which I think really kind of set course on how, like, you know, just really being in awe for him was he asked me, where am I from? Which a lot of people back then really could not tell like pretty much everybody in school I can yeah. just in my hand how many people knew like I was from somewhere else or who can tell us from somewhere else yeah. and so I was like wow he pays attention to detail he must be around foreign people he just really <laughs> listens closely so that's how we yeah. met you know was from there on like just talking here and there and then he made me I think like it's how we kind of debate on our first official date which he made me uh spaghetti which was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was just horrible. I think it was like whole wheat pasta. Yeah, this like, was my whole no wheat salt. Days. Like, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah, it wasn't the best. <laughs> well, I'm way better now. I mean, yeah. just right. be real. Right. In my mind, again, it's just like I was doing the things that I thought was the right thing, you know? And it was definitely, you know, quote, better than a lot of other people, but at the same time, still didn't have a lot of stuff figured out until. I met her and her amazing mom. Yes. So thank you for sharing our Wait, <laughs> I have to know, though. I have yeah. to know how we got from treadmill to dinner. Oh, how did I got to tell you this. All right. So. Because that could have been so, an ongoing. Now, first of all, <laughs> I had to be very, you know, kind of withdrawn even when I picked up her headphones because she was on the very awkward a leg abductor <laughs> machine the one where your legs open up and it's just like How it's convenient. already probably uncomfortable it's like, <laughs> right. but then I did notice I noticed that there was a subtle like accent you know and so that's why I asked where she was from but it so had nothing to do with the abductor machine no okay. no, no. She, I was just being nice you know oh my so gosh. shortly thereafter I mean so we started talking we started you know talking on the phone and shortly, you asked for the number I think so I think so and so we started talking. I think we went on a date, maybe, or like, you know, of course, the little gross food thing. So shortly thereafter, we started dating. And I was like, wow, I got this girl who's like, she's super interested in health like I am. 
And all of a sudden, she stopped coming to the gym. <laughs> I'm just like, what happened? Come to find out that all that Eye of the Tiger, all that like consistency was for the purpose of going to Miami with her friends. But like Memorial spring break or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, she threw the deuces on the gym, you know, and for a couple of years, I mean, she would come every now and then. But, you know, I kind of got tricked, but in a good he way. He always says that. Hey, it is what it, it is. I mean, you know, he just met me in that phase. And it was so funny just uh, looking at some of the questions you wrote, like, how did I get into nutrition and exercise? And, you know, nutrition, I have that story. But exercise, yeah. I've never really been one to, I've always been small. So really, why go? <laughs> and That's and, like that Jim Gaffigan joke right. when he's like, <laughs> when I see people who are fit at the gym, I'm like, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're done. Let's go ahead. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so I think that only when like I'm motivated, like I'm going to a wedding, like my wedding or going to a vacation or something, just like everybody else. It's just yeah. like, okay, that's when I'll go to the gym and I'll go hard. Mm -hmm. But you did pick up a quality of mine, which is when I go hard. I, I go. Yes, I go. You do. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, so we spent a lot of time together and this was like the end of my, I hung up my player jersey, you know, when I met her, it was just a perfect timing. Yeah. I knew that a part of my healing process was to also have more integrity in my relationships because I definitely, it was totally oblivious to me before that, you know, people even, especially other women that I would talk to, not that they didn't have feelings, but it just didn't really, I didn't have empathy or compassion, you know, it just wasn't there. And I deserved a lot of the negative kickback that I received from that. And she came along at the right time. And I actually, and I told her this before, it's like, I felt like I was making up for all the wrong stuff I did before I even met her with her, you know? So we worked through a lot of stuff. Um, of course, when you first get together, it's like, Aww. yeah, the birds are chirping, <laughs> sun is shining brighter, everything's beautiful. And we just kind of were in that kind of uh, love haze for maybe a year or so. But then we started to really build because love and a real relationship takes work, you know, and it takes both people actively wanting to be a part of it, you know, mm -hmm. and so I'm so happy today where we're at. So after we had that experience of kind of getting together, not that long afterwards, you had a health incident. Tell right, us about that. Right. Obviously, with the years of consuming really, really bad food, you know, taking a toll on me, I ended up actually having two incidents. The first one was I used to have really bad sinus headaches and I couldn't get out of bed a lot. So at that time, I didn't even have health insurance. I was like the last year about to graduate college. And so my mom was like, you know, what's wrong? And I just back then already she had started really changing everything like around the kitchen. She had all these gadgets and, you know, they're staying up late reading these books and grass is in the kitchen. So, I, <laughs> so at that point. I'm like, okay, let me just kind of hear what she has to say. And she was like, you know, why don't you do this and this? And it was just basically a few juices, like just really just being on fruits and vegetables. She put me through like a natural type of a cleanse, a very small one. And literally in a day, I was starting to feel better. Like I was bedridden where I couldn't. Every time I'd get up out of bed, mm -hmm. you know, it was just excruciating pain. So... That's when it was starting to sink in, like, wow, you know, she really might know something because until that point, I remember the first time that Sean met my mom before we went in the house, I told him, listen, 
they're weird in there. <laughs> you know, they're going to try and tell you all this stuff about food. Just say, you know, just close just your ears. Just pretend you're listening and keep on going. I mean, just that small ignorance of just not knowing what I really had in my own household. So that kind of, you know, started to trigger a little bit on a relationship of my health and my food, but not too much to the point where it's making an actual difference. And a few months later, that's when I had the health scare where I went in for a regular checkup and they found that I had the cancerous cells in my uterus. And so I was devastated. And, you know, at that time, Sean was really picking up on his health journey and wasn't quite where he is today, the man. And so he was just like, you need to tell your mom. And I don't know. I was so scared to tell her. And I'm crying and I'll go to her and I'm telling her like, mom, and they said I have this. And and she just looked at me like, but why are you crying? You know, Mm. and I'm like, because, you know, I just wanted to say I'm going to die, you Mm. know, and. She's like, that's it. All you need to do is to do this, this, and that, which is, you know, you need to stop eating all this food. I need to put you in a cleanse and that, and that. And so I look back like, wow, my mom easily could have just like given it to me at that point. She didn't fit into it. She just went straight. Okay, this is what you need to do. And literally the following day, and that's one of the, I think a really good quality about me is the fact that I try and avoid pain as much as possible (laughs) unless, you know, if I have suffered enough, like that is what drives me to kick into the next level. So all she had to say was that. And also it wasn't like just listening to what she said. I would go and Google some of the stuff she was saying and it was like, oh, she's so right. What about this? Oh, wheatgrass. Oh, I need a juice and all these things that made so much sense. And I just started to implement them. So I went on a 21 day fast. And when you went back to get the exam done again, what happened? They said they couldn't find anything like whatever you're doing, keep on doing it. Yes. You know, and that was the moment where everything changed for me. I not only understood the relationship of what I put in my body temple, Mm. but also that unwavering faith that my body has a power of healing itself. And it's just all I have to do is assist it in doing so. So I think through that and over the years of like helping, you know, all kinds of people that, you know, from all the classes we used to Mm -hmm. teach, that's been my main message is that if you can just facilitate that ground for them to just give your body that chance to really heal itself, put all the good stuff in, that's when magic starts to happen. Really wow. Does. You know, really this does. is that moment when she had this kind of revelation happen. And that's the reason that this show exists. Mm-hmm. That moment, because it changed me. Mm-hmm. Because even though I went through this healing experience of something that's so-called incurable, but cancer, you know, like that was so much more volatile, you know, it's such a scary thing. And to see this happen right in front of me and, you know, so when she told me about it, I'm just like, you need to talk to your mom, you know, like, I know she's into that weird whatever, you know, like, but at this point, I was actually listening to her mother quite a bit, you know, and I was seeing people coming to her mother, doctors sitting on her couch yeah. for help, you know, it's just like, wow, you know, this is really interesting. She definitely has something, some knowledge that other people don't have. Sure. And so when she had this process happen, it changed me because I got to see firsthand that there is nothing 
that's incurable outside of the healing power of what created all of this. It was silly of me to think otherwise, but it really took for her, number one, to get out of her own way. Mm-hmm. You know, just like if you get a cut on your arm right now and you start putting like tobacco and like Skittles, like Skittle juice in there and beer, it's not going to heal properly, you know, but if you just let your body do its thing, it's going, it knows what to do. It's going to heal up, possibly not even leave a scar because of all this intelligence. But we kind of get that for the outer experience of our body, but what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes even more powerful because it's what's creating what's on the outside. And that was a catalyst for a huge shift in my career. I was this strength and conditioning coach and I was helping people on a deeper level, but that was not where I was most needed. You know, shortly thereafter, like within a week, I had a client of mine uh, who contacted me, I used to work with, and she's like, I got in the best shape of her life and all this stuff, and she contacted me. She's like, Sean, I wanna work with you again, but in two months I'm gonna have to have a hysterectomy because of these fibroid tumors. And I'm just like, wow, so you want me to work with you for two months and then everything, you're gonna be out of commission for two months. I was like, you know what? How about we try to do something about this before you go in for that surgery? And she did the same process that my wife did. And I couldn't have anyone do the same thing in good consciousness that I hadn't done. So I did the same thing. So it was 21 day fast. And this was- I think I did it with you too. Yeah, you did it again. I did it again. Right. And so this was one of the most- powerful experiences of my life. I was healing things I didn't even know was wrong with me, but more so I really got to get clear on that voice that's in all of our head. I got to actually get very clear Mm. in the discernment between that voice in my head and who I am. And I just really got a a greater relationship with my body and my mind. And also this woman who I worked with, uh, Kathy, after 18 days, her fiber tumors went from the size of maybe some large oranges to the size of raisins. Yeah. And I saw that firsthand. And again, when you see something like that happen, mm-hmm. nobody can tell you otherwise that, you know, incredible healings are impossible. But again, you've got to stack the conditions in your favor. Mm-hmm, you do. You know, it wasn't just the fasting. We added in all these different clinically proven herbs to help with estrogen dominance and things like that. And actually understanding what's the root cause of the condition and we just basically stacked so many conditions in her favor to make it impossible for her to fail. Sure. You know, and that was really the birthing of my true career, which mm-hmm. was helping people with chronic illnesses and really helping people to reverse engineer diseases. And it was really because of the experience that my wife went through. Mm-hmm. And what I gather a lot from, as you share this, Anne, is along the line of our body knows what to do. You said you were ignorant of what you had right there in your own house. And I see that is an analogy of our own house, our body's in-house. Mm-hmm. And so not just what it will do physically, like with a scar, but with your consciousness. Mm-hmm. So your consciousness and your awareness began to open up, and then, therefore, it did the same thing for Sean. And as you went, you went back in even. Yeah. And then more and more enlightenment and healing has happened to where the scars of our past, the things we used to eat and do, and our thinking comes into a place of healing. I'm very inspired. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, if you go 21 days without eating, so many things take place. Mm-hmm. And one component I do want to include too, because, you know, again, he said it's about stacking, you know, all these things into your favor. But one of them was continuously feeding my mind. Because there were times, you know, dealing with so many of his clients, uh, personally, like coaching them on, over the phone, was that doubt you have in your mind that, am I doing, I mean, is, it can't be this simple. You go in, the doctors show you all these things, and you are 
scared and you're like no they can't be and so you need more than just okay just juicing and all that good stuff but what are you watching what are you thinking what are you feeding your mind to make it stronger affirmations of all these other people there were so many dvds that you know we, we would give people healing for cancer is one of them just all these information out there and feeding it at this time because your mind is clear you're more receptive. Your voice inside is much more clear. You can hear better. The inner years, you can hear better. So that was the biggest catalyst, I would say. And awesome. that's something that's come into the conversation since you've been here. And we speak a lot about the effect of our mind, our inner game. But this is a key thing for women, Sean. And I'm glad that this is the topic of conversation. We needed that because doubt and emotion and the various levels in which we operate do affect and impact how we're going to show up, how we're going to walk a thing out, write a thing out. So I know yeah. that that's huge. And for you to add that today is very good. We yeah. definitely need it. Yeah. So this was, you know, a really good glimpse into the background and where she's coming from, this really interesting experience. By no means does this mean to... Um, to break out a juicer and start fasting for 21 days with no with no prior knowledge mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. definitely you should work with somebody if you're interested in doing something like that and just again going to dr google doing some research on your own but more so today is really about strategies for the family at large and this is where i want to point the conversation to because i'm sure you got some things to share so you're a mom very yes. hot mom and <laughs> you help to run multiple businesses and also you're the wife of a very interesting and popular health expert so how do you pull it all off you know so can you kind of take us through your day and share what your day looks like yeah oh, i guess as far as pulling it off it was so funny because i was just like i don't know why i should be here but i do get it when he explained a little bit more because i think when you do a lot of things and it just becomes second nature you just you don't think about it as much but one thing I would say how I would do it all is the fact that I take care of myself. And that's obviously thanks to you for so many years when I would be distraught. And again, you just kind of get put into these situations. I was just running the different businesses. It just kind of evolved and happened. And then having a baby just evolved and happened. And again, I work good under pressure. But then when you get to E, that's when it's like, what's going on, you know, you start playing the blame game to him and everybody else. And that's when he would, he would come often telling me, like, you take care of yourself today. Did you take care of yourself today? And I used to be like, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> and I finally got it and taking care of myself. And this happened, I would say, now over a year ago, where slowly getting the lessons, where it wasn't just about working out. It wasn't just about eating the good food. It was just putting everything together, but with a focus and a purpose. So my typical day begins at 5.30, and this one we wake up. And I, number one, again, for like now almost two years, I make the bed every day, which was not my thing. And I actually listened to a podcast, Shailene Johnson. Mm -hmm. She was on your show, and she was just talking about that. Like when you make the bed, it's just a sense of completion that you have when you do it and I didn't even know that until I was like that's why because I would feel good already mm -hmm. after I make the bed uh, and you can't crawl back up in it <laughs> right. <laughs> right so I wake up and I drink my hot water with 
lemon because I just can't do just regular <laughs> temperature water and use the bathroom. And so between 5.30 to 6, it's just kind of a time for me to veg out in a way, like do whatever I kind of want to do because I know I'm going to be on all day. So it's just reflecting. I mean, anything that I really want to do, read a book, a couple of pages. And so I use the bathroom. And then after that is when I do the meditation that, you know, Sean described a day in the life do that every single day, just five to 10 minutes of meditating with the chaotic breathing or that fire breath, which brings me more focused. And and then I go from there to really designing my day. And when I get out of that, if I have some time, I usually probably don't know about this, but I dance like I put in my favorite song. No, I didn't know this. (laughs) I put in my favorite song and like I just go hard like as if I'm in like at a rock concert like I always I always imagine like I want to go I want to go to Imagine Dragon rock concert like and I just really go hard and all these things just from some of the guests you've had some of the experiences we had it's been a process of really designing my morning because I know how important it is I've experienced the lows you know I've experienced really being on E and it just doesn't feel good. Again, I work best after being in pain for so long. So that's <laughs> how I developed that. And then from there, I get ready for, I mean, I start making the food, everybody's food. So Sean's breakfast and um, the kids' lunch. And then also I prepare dinner too. So most of the time it's just putting something in the crock pot. <laughs> and I kind of do all those in between of helping my son getting dressed. Uh, and sometimes he helps. And it depending on Ooh, the day, you. Oh, yeah. Yes, you. Yes. And sometimes it depends on if after I meditate, if it's the day that I'm going to go work out. And again, I've just learned with kids, I think everybody with kids understands the being more flexible a little bit. Sometimes yeah. you might have to wait, you know, a little bit later. And just working accordingly, but... My ideal day is when I do get to work out after I meditate. And Sean helps tremendously with, you know, getting, you know, Brayden ready in the morning. And then I just come in and fix breakfast and they're out the door and dinner is in the crock pot and I get to work. Mm-hmm. And then from there, where I pick up my son at three o'clock. And then from three to five is just like hanging out with him. If there's a phone call or something that needs to be done, like I'll make the phone call. And in the evening, then after that, I prepare the food and we typically eat at seven. Yeah. Seven, seven thirty. And then after that, it's just family time, just hanging out most times. Yeah. But in between, I might like, you know, post the podcast or something. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. <laughs> or, you know, I'm working on a design, but it's very brief. And again, it's all processes and working through them and refining my strategy because right. it's all a strategy that I found. And that's pretty much my typical day. Yes. And I love that. I got to say for all the guys listening, she is so much nicer <laughs> when she gets to work out. You know, it's just like magic. And so for me to really help to set up the condition for her to work out consistently has been really important and powerful, but also You've probably heard this. She had to turn it on mentally within herself to do it, to want to do it. And now, I mean, like she said, she goes hard and she loves going to the gym and working out, especially working out with me has really been something special. 
but it's really important for us in a relationship context to help each other and to, because there is definitely a way, there's always a way. And there was a time I'm sure when she felt pretty frustrated having Brayden, you know, so many hours of the day, well, I was doing a lot more. And so was she actually, you know, so we're talking about, you know, she might post a podcast or do something small. We used to work like crazy Mm -hmm. hours because we could, especially before having a small kid, like, you know, it would be, you know, 14 hour days, 16 hour days, you know, sometimes because we constantly have access and we were building this brand and this platform to be able to serve, you know, and we definitely did put in those hours doing it. But when you step back and you look at what's most important, right? you know, and also understanding if she doesn't feel good, she's not going to show up in her best for any of us, Mm -hmm. but she will still show up. But at the end of the day, what's going to be left for her. And so that's why we work together. And most of the time in the mornings, I just kind of preoccupy Brayden. You know, he like he's so fascinated with me right now. <laughs> we were just talking about this last night. He's all about me. But when he was little, like right. he would be pulling away. He wanted to be with his mother and his brother. Now, time. his brother's been gone for a few days and he just got out of the car with me. He ran up to me and grabbed my leg and hugged me. And his brother was like, hey, Brayden. He's like, hi. <laughs> you know, I kind of like it. Right. You know, okay. but today, for example, I was going to go for a quick just, you know, quick walk, jog, you know, and I just really felt like doing it this morning. You know, it's really nice outside, but Brayden, he's already up. So he's like, can I go? Mm-hmm. I was like, Brayden, I'm going to run a little bit, buddy. He's like, can I run? And it's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. And so I took him down. There's like this big parking lot because it's like a senior citizen home, retirement home or something mm-hmm. like that down the street from us. So I knew that I couldn't run around the neighborhood with him, obviously with his little legs. So we went down this mm-hmm. parking lot. I did like 60 70 meter sprints and sprinted back and then he would go and do like a 30 meter and we kind of just like did this tag team team, you know handing off the baton Mm -hmm. and you know and we this is a show we did recently talking about family fitness that's right and understand these kids they'll throw some curveballs at you but you want to encourage them and also she mentioned the day in the life episode and talking about what my day looks like so we'll put that in the show notes for you guys as well and even on that episode i had asked well where does the food come from and who takes care of the children <laughs> your day sounds great yeah do you remember i was saying yeah. so what about Anne? <laughs> mm-hmm. you know because and what your response was that it's a team effort and that it all works in concert together mm-hmm. and i can see how those work yeah. in synchronicity yeah. so to speak like that and you know ours is paralleled we've got that morning where we've got to get everybody yeah. else together. Yeah. And then there's this window between, I guess, 9, 10 to 3 that you've got to go as fast and as hard as you can yeah. to get as much as you can done. But it was that I learned in this work with our wonderful program and then some of the things that we've talked about along mm-hmm. the way that they do need to. We can't keep trying to do them all at the same time. There needs to be division and focus on each particular task. So. I know we're talking about nutrition. We talked about um, life nutrition. What was it? Nutrition living? Nutritious movement. Nutritious movement. Can you share a little bit about how you're able to switch those modes and make each aspect of what you do so fruitful? I think first of all, too, like I want to say that the purpose, like in the beginning of my day, is having that purpose and that focus because I spent a good, I mean, I want to say like a month really trying to figure out my morning routine because of course it's changing, but there are musts that have to be in that morning, which one is obviously I need to drink water 
meditate or if not really get myself in a really high state of energy. And also on top of that is my why. Why am I doing all this? And it took a long time to get to that place. But when I actually discover my why, which is with him being the navigator for him, you know, he is the driver, but I do navigate. When I actually got that piece, it fueled everything else. So as far as being able to switch, it became easy because it's just like I understand my why and what I have to do for that day. So it's from preparing my to-do list, like what I had. And I sometimes did that the day before or something like that. And then from there, I just, you know, I just, I, I attack it. It's just the mm-hmm. focus because I have that preparation in the morning. I know what I need to do for that day. So just having that focus, I'm able to go for each one and, you know, and turn it around. Now, just to talk a little bit about, again, the nutrition protocol and like, how do we get our food? One of the things that was mentioned, if you get out and get to the gym in the morning at a certain time, then that's when I'm going to step to the plate and, you know, make sure that Brayden and my other son, Jordan, who was also on a show recently on the family fitness episode, making his little teenage, very short word appearance. I'll make them a green smoothie or I'll make Brayden, he's really into eggs and sausage and avocado, you know, so I'll, I'll make his breakfast. But then you come in and you make sure that we're all taken care of for the rest of the day. So can you go ahead and share, you know, with work, with, you know, taking care of yourself, with family, what are some of your strategies for feeding everybody in the best way possible? There are a few things, I guess, one being smoothies smoothies Brayden's been having smoothies like for a long time I think because I mean one it's easy being able to pow pack everything in the smoothie for the day so that's a given one always having that whole foods rotisserie chicken like (laughs) at home one or two of them always helps for you know if it's for making salads Just for anything like, you know, we put hot sauce, barbecue, just making all kinds of little small stuff with that. And then also Brayden loves the bars, you know, just Z bars or just something small and easy because he doesn't have any of that candy and all that crazy stuff, which I'm not like all. He just doesn't know about it. He doesn't even know what it is. He doesn't even know about it. And then on hectic days where just things didn't go the right way. There's always that Chipotle night that (laughs) comes into effect. It's always nice to get some Chipotle in. So what are some of the meals that you like to make for us that are, you know, kind of staples that we have? Oh, man. Barbecue chicken in the crock pot. I love the crock pot. I think it's crock pot is mom's best friend. Mm -hmm. So I try and make a lot of things in crock pot. Actually, our oven has been on and off for a lot of months now. So it just kind of happened. Right. It, It just so happens that way. Curry chicken is a really good one that we make yes, in there. The cu- and Don't then, worry if you have the curry. <laughs> and then we got the roast in the, just putting a chuck roast or something, some kind of roast in the crock pot the with like mushrooms on there. And actually you can even after shredding it, like I've made these waffle sliders, which are like amazing, you know, just all good stuff with the waffle sliders. And we've also made sweet potato casserole. In mm-hmm. there, with just works. layering it up that with, a good one. yeah, with mm-hmm. that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the meals that are made are in the crock pot and just being just more efficient. But I always like with the kids and the family, I just I tend to at least 
two times a week, we have salad. So I've already created a schedule, a meal plan that's in my head. <laughs> it used to be on a piece of paper, but that wasn't working. And I realized, you know, two days, we just gonna eat the same thing. Okay, you know, I just make a lot of it where, yeah. it, you know, it's time for the following night as well as for them to take for lunch. And then, you know, just so it's just a lot that of food that's left over. So. so another thing that we've been having recently is this chili recipe, this Fiesta Mole Chili. And it has a little bit of chocolate in there and it tastes so good. It's just insane. And that's another thing that you can make a lot of. And we had that for probably three days. Yeah. <laughs> and you could do different things with it. Top it, throw it on top of a sweet potato with a side of green veggies. Uh, you could take it and if you want to do a lower carb version, just put some avocado slices on there or maybe some mm -hmm. olives. It was just so good and so versatile. And by the way, that recipe is in our mini recipe book. And you can get your hands on that at themodelhealthshow.com forward slash superfoods. And this is from the episode where we talked about all these wonderful superfoods, the benefits, but also how do you get them into your body in a way that actually you can enjoy and it tastes good. So the Fiesta Mole Chili is one of the things we have. Like she said, the roast in the crock pot is going today. It's going mm -hmm. down. <laughs> it's so good. And just really utilizing that crock pot and also making enough for multiple meals. You know, So we've got a family of four slash five, depending if my daughter's around, when she jumps in there every now and then, and uh, she has an appetite when she comes as well. But just making enough and also having those backup plans. So Chipotle yeah. has been a little bit of a help because it's close to our house, but also having the rotisseries, like you right. mentioned. And also deck. even having the honey mustard, we use that a lot for yeah. just our dressings, mm -hmm. our salad dressings. And then also another thing too is I think with moms, obviously we can't do everything. And so really reaching out, I know it's hard. For me, it's hard to do that. But whoever can help if it's like, you know, your mom or whoever, just somebody to help with the food. So my mom has been making greens and cabbage for us so that like, because I always have to have some kind of vegetable. Yeah, that's been wonderful. And so that also helps it or being able to just make a whole lot of greens or cabbage or something like a huge vegetable so that, you know, they can have consistently in the week. And again, you know, I can get extravagant and like make, you know, all kinds of great stuff, but that's just, you know, once in a while because yeah. during the week, it's a lot of pieces, a lot of things moving. So things need to just be, you know, simple and easy and yeah. it has to taste good. I, that's the number one thing in like my house. I just, as long as it tastes good, if it's something new, like Brayden will eat it, Jordan will eat it because it tastes good. You know, doesn't matter if whatever type of nutrient, all that good stuff, because they know that it's supposed to be good, but yeah. I just wanted to taste good so that, you know, they can have a good benefit for it. Basically, so she usually goes shopping once a week. And then her mom, as she mentioned, will make a big batch of greens, like sauteed greens and cabbage for us to just have on hand. So having a little bit of community and help from other people in your family or friends, like we really should communicate with each other and lean on each other and help each other mm -hmm. as much as we can. And it's been an interesting process for sure. And since we've got into this system, uh, it's been working pretty well. And by the way, so when we mentioned Chipotle, I know it's not the best. <laughs> you know, there might be some Chipotle haters out there. You know, what was that one mean? Who's a Chipotle uh, hater? <laughs> if you don't like Chipotle, then I'm nacho type. But it said nachos. 
I'm not choke tight. Anyways, but so what we do, even when we get the Chipotle, I'll upgrade the meal. I add some spirulina into the guacamole or mix it into my kids' bowls. They love it, you know, and also we have this, uh, the cashew sour cream, which is in the recipe so book, good, yes. com forward slash superfoods, and just upgrading our meals. Uh, so that's what we do. Okay, and even if it is something that, like, let's say they had Chipotle, because, again, that's probably the only thing that we would even eat out except for like if we're going to like you know awesome restaurant or something which is once in a while but if that happens then i know in a day or two like i want more greens and something like more nutrient dense right for the kids to have yeah so i, I just i make sure that happens if it's in a smoothie yeah. or in a salad just i add extra stuff in the smoothie like you know with the shroom tech Mm-hmm. or uh, the rishis in there. Right. I just make it power pack. Now, this is a good place to talk about one little mindset thing before I let you go, but I'm never really going to let you go. <laughs> no. Uh, so a lot of women out there, they have this underlying belief that they need to be perfect, you know, and they've got all this stuff going on. They need to appear like they've got it all handled and really are being a perfect woman. So what can you say to those women? First of all, it's looking at why, you know, why that image is even in our heads to be. Where does it come from? And who is that model like and looking at to see if they're really happy? Because a lot of times, even by doing that or having this idea, it's more on a premise of just happiness. If I have all these things you know, I'm taking the kids here, I'm doing this, and, and I just look, I have all, then it appears that I'm happy. So I think that women, like, I think we sometimes are just going more on the feeling. So I think that's the first question is just asking, like, what do I really want to feel? And how does that really look like to me? You know, because it necessarily, for me, and this is just speaking from experience, because I have been there, where I just felt like I had to be all those things, and yeah. feeling overwhelmed and anxious. And having to look that, you know, I'm kept up. But when I looked deeper, and it's so funny because currently I'm reading this book, Essentialism, which really, it actually talks about that on the having it all syndrome, which, you know, is just a myth. Uh, I think it talks about priority not being, we came up with this word priorities in the 1900s, but initially in the 1400s, it was just singular priorities. So you can only have one priority. So the way I set up my day, is based on a year ago when I sat down and I was really not satisfied with how that anxiety and just feeling I'm going, going, not really being present. Because to me, then that is success. You know, to me, that is having it all when I am able to be present with my family and I'm just able to sit still. That is having it all. Mm-hmm. So how can I get there? And looking at it, it was like, okay, I have just have five or six areas that I want to be the best at, you know, and for me, it was family, my body, you know, finances, my business and things that I can just take out every week. If I can just do one small thing just to get better at it, yeah, just keep on getting better at it, because at the end of the day, there is that fine line between trying to improve yourself and just striving to be better and that line of, you know, I'm not satisfied and and I want more. So everybody has to define what that is for them, where that line stands and just each day doing better in those five things. So when you are laying in bed at the end of the day, it's like, okay, 
you know, I didn't work out yesterday, but I know I worked out the day before. And you feel good about that, you know. Love it. Well, Ann Stevenson, it's been honestly really difficult having you on (laughs) because I've wanted to put my hands on you and (laughs) to kiss you, but I didn't. And just getting a chance to hear what you have to say and even learning some stuff I didn't even know. See, these women have secrets, man. They have secrets. <laughs> Layers like an onion. I love it. And I want to thank you for all that you do and that you are in my life. You've just, I mean, you've made my life mm-hmm. beyond imagination. It's so, so good. And I want to ask you one final question, though. So what is the model that you're here to set with the way that you're living your life? I think the motto I, I want to set is just a path of honesty and just self-honesty to be really true to myself and that expression being seen with others and so that they can live their own truth. And most importantly, and I feel that we are working towards that with all that we're doing is allowing people to start to trust themselves more, you know, mm. their inner voice and their bodies and really listening and that being the first step in healing. Love it. Love it. So much good stuff here today. And everybody, thank you so much for joining us, my family, and being a part of this with me. You're a part of my family and I welcome you and I thank you for being that. And I hope that you got a lot of value out of this, especially pulling away this really powerful understanding that your body knows. You know, there's this inner intelligence there's this innate intelligence within you that can help to guide you in your decisions because at the end of the day it's not about being perfect none of us are perfect it's about finding what's perfect for you right now and that can also change you know giving yourself permission to want different things you know giving yourself permission to feel good you know to let go of all the stress and anxiety and just be and just enjoy this life because there's so much out there for you and right now this is a powerful time because we have access to information like this and we have access to pretty much any question you have you can find an answer so you've got everything that you need already within you and also dr google you can get a consultation and check stuff out there so thank you so much again for joining us today and make sure to share this with somebody that you care about somebody else that's in your family our extended family help to bring them in and get them connected to more empowering information that can really help them to get to the next level where they're trying to go as well. All right. I appreciate you so much. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to the SeanStevensonModel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.